welcome back to another podcast of The We. This is our final episode of this season. We'll see if we'll come back for a season two. And we're kind of changing things up today. So usually I have a friend who's one of my roommates. But sadly, guys, I've run out of friends. I am now friendless. I am just kidding. Um, But I decided to end this season off with an interview with my mom. One, because I this part of this podcast is having good relationships and kind of exploring relationships. And two, probably one of my best relationships in life is with my mom. So her name is Tawny, and I won't give you the last names because I don't want any of you guys hunting us down. <laughs> Not that I'm popular right now. I think I have like two subscribers. But Tawny, why don't you share a few things about yourselves? Likes, dislikes, enemies, you know, normal stuff. Well, I have had some enemies before. It's not very fun. You're the first one to actually answer that question. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm proud to say that I have stood up to my enemies and outlasted them. So, awesome. Let's see. My likes. I have some very nice likes. I love teacups. I adore teacups and I have about 40 of them. And, <laughs> and by teacups we mean like antique teacups. So each teacup is different. Different, yes. Different. And so going antique shopping and searching out for cups and other dishware is one of my fave things to do. I kind of consider myself a little bit of an amateurist um, pricer with antiques so I think I know my deals well um my other thing that I love is sports and unfortunately with all the sports that I've played I have ruined my knees and so I'm just down to playing pickleball because that's um much easier to play than tennis you don't have to move as far and that helps my knees play the game so I get to play pickleball and it's so much fun there's nothing better it's funny because every time I call my mom it's usually like on Monday I played pickleball on Tuesday I played pickleball (laughs) on Wednesday I played pickleball I wasn't very good but I played (laughs) well that's you know unfortunately for me some days I'm really amazing and other days it's like I don't know how to play anymore I think that just means you're human mom I think that's like with everything we do like some days we're either like spot on other days it's like I don't know what happened but somehow like I have screwed everything up (laughs) it's like it's like all my skill left me all of a sudden yeah, so pickleball is a blast. Now, the fun thing about the antique thing is, as a child, um, my mom used to drag my brothers and I to different antique places. And I remember just, like, loathing it and, like, always, like, this is the worst and everything smells like dust in here and, like, I can't barely move around. Because usually antique stores are filled to the brim with just, you know, antiques. Um, but it's funny, is like, as I've gotten older, I myself have become a teacup, um aficionado aficionado yeah <laughs> um, I think I only have like 15 though so I'm not quite at 40 maybe maybe 12 I don't know I haven't counted them in a while I have a few plates too actually so I'm just as bad as mom um but like it was and, like, and she's starting younger she started younger than me so yeah instead of being the old cat lady I'll be the old teacup lady and I'll be like come look at my teacups children <laughs> anyways um, and so, like, it was funny because I think it was sometime, like, I was either 14 or 15, all of a sudden I was like, I like teacups. I like antique stores. And now with my friends, I drag around to different places, and they're like, this is miserable. And I'm like, look, guys, it's, like, bone china. Or look, guys, it's hand-painted. <laughs> look, guys, this is Japanese. We love Jap- old oh. Japanese teacups. Tea old Japanese oh, teacups, like, always have, like, this very, like, pretty glaze to them. And they're just very, like, intricate in detail. Because sometimes, like, the English ones, there's some cool ones. It's generally, like, flower whatever but like the Japanese get just a little more 
extravagant Panaz. Yeah, Panaz, there yeah. is. Yeah. It's, they're beautiful. Yeah. Also, fun fact of the pickleball, a part of that was a relief to me because mom used to teach me tennis. And I admit, I am not the most diligent in anything I do. Shoot me now. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> mom's laughing because it's true because, like, she's put me through violin lessons. I was in baton. Um, I did tap for a little while, too, when I was, like, really little. And uh, quit. And quit. Yeah, everything I've done, I've quit. I really regret that as an adult because it's like I never did anything more than like a year, basically. It's like I did piano, quit. I did tap, quit. Um, Mom put me in like a weird gymnastics ballet class thing. I'm vaguely as a child. I'm pretty sure I quit that too. Um, Soccer, quit. (laughs) And baton was the only thing we moved, but even then I was not really interested in continuing anyways, so quit. Violin, most amount of time I spend to anything, still quit. <laughs> so, tennis, I went all through high school. I still, like, have some skills, so technically I didn't quit that. But, yeah, and so she used to, like, it'd be, like, a summer day, and she's like, we've only been out here for, like, two hours. I'm like, Mom, let me go in. <laughs> and she's like, go more. So pickleball's been a huge relief. Because I have people to play with. Yeah, and she's I'm... not dragging me out anymore. <laughs> so, and I haven't quit that yet, actually, because I haven't started it. <laughs> That's true. I'm not an eternal true quitter. True that, true that. Um, but, Ma, why don't you tell us a little bit about your job, too? Okay, I am a behaviorist. Let me say that again. Behaviorist. Um, I work with special needs students. I'm a special ed teacher for Davis School District. And I work with students whose behavior... Um, interferes with their education and others and so I teach multiple grades at a time and I teach children who hit throw bite scream cry temper tantrum you name it um, so that's that's an interesting thing for me I am I am trained to actually have my own timeout room and if a child is in real danger to me or others I can lock a child up <laughs> Not many teachers can say that. Mom's living the dream, I tell you. <laughs> it's, it's a hard job. The stress is unbelievable. I imagine like a lot of parents right now, like with COVID, are really envious about the timeout room you have. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's a last resort, and it's only used in extreme cases. That's fair. And you have to use it right. And it, when it's used right, it reduces dangerous behavior. So it is... It's like the ultimate tool in my toolbox. So, and I like, I wish you guys could see, um, but my mom is a really good teacher and she's really good at behavior. And she's someone who, like, a lot of like trials in her life are very like long and hard and she's very long suffering. And her kids, these are the kids who most like who are almost unteachable, but my mom still manages to teach them. Because they have so many different backgrounds and things that kind of like kind of stop them from able to like reach their potential. Yeah, they have mom, a lot of they have a lot of disabilities that interfere yeah. with their education. Yeah. But my mom is still able to like help them succeed in life, and I wish you guys could see how much effort she puts into it and how good she is. And it's something like I'm not surprised she's good at this job because my brothers and I we were a pain growing up and we all had our own behavior <laughs> problems, and mom has been able to handle that swelly. Is that a word? Swell, no. Swelly. Quailly. Nope. Swell. <laughs> swell. I swell at handling the job. Because um, you know, she had one son with like ADHD, another one with behavior problems, another one who has autism, and then me and I had like a speech impediment and a learning disability, and I was a very angsty teen. <laughs> so even when she like got over like the speech impediment part, I had like and all like that like the learning part, 
I went straight into being a teen and that poor woman. Anyways. <laughs> but. Okay. So mom, what would you say is the most fulfill- fulfilling part of your job? Oh. Um, it's getting children settled down. Yeah. Is that and the hardest part inv- or the most fulfilling part? That's the most fulfilling okay. part. And invested. Like, and, okay. and invested in their, in learning. That's. Because a lot of the children that come to me, um, they fought so hard and long against learning because it's hard for them. And it's easy, you know, they felt, find it easier to avoid that it's fun to start seeing them become creative and interested in what they're doing and happy. Yep. And, and uh, get past all of the behaviors that are interfering in their lives. Yep. I love that that's your favorite part. I hope. You know, everybody, like, always has that, like, one or two teachers or have those one or two teachers that, like, kind of change their life. And I hope for those children, like, that's you, Mom, because yeah, I, I love so you, too. so I'm a little biased. Aw, <laughs> I hope so, too. That's what I'm hoping is that, because I like to teach the younger grades. I teach second to fifth, and it just depends on how many children are available in each of the grades to be in my class. So next year, I'm teaching third, fourth, and fifth, so I'm teaching three grades at the same time. Um... But when I, I feel like when I get them young enough um, that I can make a difference in their life. So I, I like teaching those grades. I wouldn't teach kindergarten or first. The children are not as fun. Second grade is, they're, they're adorable. Second grade <laughs> is the most fun. So if you want to be an elementary teacher, second grade are the most darling students. They are happy to be there and they... They really look up to teachers, and there's no attitude or anything most, most of the time. <laughs> Second graders are cute. <laughs> I, I love that. Okay, Mom, so we're kind of going to take a slight detour. Um, so this last summer, was it this last summer, you went to Greece? Yeah, Italy tell us about Greece. Your, tell us about your uh, European trip. I'm very oh, envious I of. was gone for three whole weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks in Italy and a week on a... Greek cruise to um, various islands and got to go to um, Athens and to the Acropolis and and see, um, oh, that was the roofer. I'm having a roof replaced right now, so there are people up on our roof making lots of noise. Um, as a side note, mom, so pause. Yes. Um, it's funny though, because every time I film these podcasts, I've either had to film like a second to a third time because like someone walks in or there's like weird noise. And so like, I'm like, this is just perfect. You know, of course there's a roofer going on right now. It's par for the course. You know, I guess we could go outside and film this out there, but then like, in like walk a distance, but then I'd have to get changed. And so. Yeah. I like my pajamas. Anyway, so that was, that was a... Uh, on my bucket list to get to Italy and Greece and boy I'd love to do it again it was just fantastic my mom came back really relaxed she was like tan she had all this jewelry this a few oh, nice purses I too much jewelry <laughs> um she's actually I think wearing one of the earrings now aren't you uh-uh no 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 but but when I what happened was when I was in Italy I bought paintings I bought two oh, paint right. I bought it I bought a painting in Italy and I bought a, some purses and in Venice, I bought a necklace with Venice glass in it. Um, so that was really, really cool. When I got to Greece, there weren't any... I was looking for paintings because I didn't want to buy little trinkets and stuff. And there weren't any, but there was some neat jewelry. So I bought lots of jewelry. So 
<laughs> and I benefited from that too. So it was great. Okay. Um, what was your probably like favorite part of your trip? And then like what was the biggest cultural difference you saw? Oh my goodness. The cultural dis- difference is huge. But then that's, uh, you know, if you haven't been to Europe, you don't realize that every country, which is about the size of a state here, is so different from the next country. It's just crazy how different the people are there. Um, what I loved about Italy was everybody that I spoke to spoke English, and um, I, I couldn't even remember what little Italian I tried to learn. I just, it was pathetic. And um, so it was just really nice because I could go places and, and oh, just the history, the pure history of Italy. Holy cow, being where um, Paul, no, that was in Athens where Paul sat by the uh, Acropolis um, at Mars Hill, I think it was called. Paul the Apostle? Uh-huh. I mean, being in these places where apostles were at and being in the, the I've been in Colosseums before in Germany where Constant, Constantinople was a Roman ruler and he lived in Trier, which we used to live by in Germany. And it has everything. It has a Roman Colosseum. It has a Roman Basilica. It has Roman fortification. It has a Roman bathhouse that you can go see until to this day. I mean, it was because Constantinople lived there. Um, And so, and I've been to another place where there was a Roman uh, Colosseum, but boy, being in that Colosseum, I just felt all the history of the world there. It was just crazy. I, I, that was the coolest part for all the whole trip was just being in such deep history for me. Yeah, it's interesting because like I, the same summer I went to Italy, I actually went to I went backpacking through Europe with some friends, and it's like when you're in those places, there's like a weird moment of where it's like because now it's like you're turning to museums and like tourist sites, but knowing like at one point like people like came to worship here or came to like right. you know in the Colosseum case came to like watch gladiators and stuff, and knowing like there's just a totally different lifestyle, and it's still standing today. Um, so I think that covers this section about up for podcast do you have anything you want to add mom about your work about your likes passions anything oh my daughter is my favorite daughter she's my only daughter so she's she's my best friend and i love her i'm so flattered but guys it's also kind of bitter because i've been trying to get her to admit that i'm not just the best daughter i'm the best child she mispronounces child with daughter every time <laughs> i am the favorite <laughs> but she would never admit to it weird it's like she doesn't want to like let her kids know who's the favorite i don't know why because i don't pull favorites so liar <laughs> Ever since my brother Ryan got children, yeah. <laughs> I've been replaced. Anyway, yeah, I'm like the family dog when the family finally gets a baby. <laughs> um, okay, so now we go to my favorite part of the podcast where we talk about like experiences and stories we have together. Oh. So I'm going to share one of my favorite stories, and while that's happening, I was going to think about hers, and it can be stuff like just experiencing like you remember that person to also just something you collectively did. Okay. Um, so example, one of my favorites, and this is like kind of like. It comes up all the time at family dinners. It's something. It's a story I always tell my friends. Um, but I actually have two now. Now that I brought up family dinners. The first one is a story that I think my aunt Shelley was the first one to tell me this. Um, but my aunt Randy had brought her boyfriend to dinner, and oh. they ended up getting married. And it, so she married Greg, and they're sitting at dinner. And during that time, like 
Mom probably tells it better, so correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. But they used to rotate through dishes, and it was like mom's night to do dishes, and there were so many dishes because they had like gotten out like the nice china, and well, like Greg was there. Well, yeah, for for family dinners, we always got the china out, but we lived back in the day when there was no dishwashers. And, and even so, then, it's china, so usually you shouldn't use a dishwasher on most china. Well, that had silver, so there wouldn't. And the, Probably yeah. not. And so, but, but yeah, so it was just hand washing, and I didn't want to do it. Yeah, and so mom like kind of excuses herself from the table, and she starts like kind of sneaking out into the field. And Greg looks up and he goes, "What's Tawny doing out there?" Because he just sees her like climbing a fence. And then every in the family like whips their head around. They go, "Tawny, get back here!" And they also like chasing after her. And like that was like Greg's first introduction to the family. Is my mom trying? That, to, that like, was his first time eating dinner at our house. <laughs> watching them like almost witch hunt my mom <laughs> to get her back to do dishes. Um, but my so my actual favorite story is. This is back when I was playing, like, back in high school, I was playing tennis, and my mom used to take me out all the time, and I'd play with my cousins, because they also played tennis. And so we were playing one day, and we were in, we were doing doubles, and my mom and I were on a team, and I don't remember the situation, exactly what had happened, but I think I had, like, missed a ball, and my mom goes, it's okay, sweetie pit. But I didn't say sweetie pit. You did. I didn't. You did, mom. <laughs> and I was like, mom, what does sweetie pit mean? And my aunt Shelly looks at my mom and she goes, I think she's trying to say little shit and sweetie pie at the same time. Because my mom's super competitive, so I wouldn't be surprised in her words of encouragement for missing the ball. She's really like, you little crap. I, I, know, I know for a fact that I was trying to say sweetie pie. So I don't, I don't remember <laughs> saying sweetie pit. <laughs> You've never called me little shit in your head. <laughs> oh no, I have not. Not even as an angsty teen. No, <laughs> you're a very loving mom and perhaps a liar. <laughs> but I just, I love that story because, like, whether or not like mom meant it, like intended to say that, it's just become like this kind of staple story in our family. Um, but yeah, so mom, do you have any other stories you want to share with our audience? Well, one of my favorite things we used to do was the baton twirling. So Lauren, we did baton twirling in Florida. I would come and I think that's, sit with you at practice. I was most dedicated to that one. Yeah, you you picked that yourself. And I, I actually really liked baton. And I think I would have like stayed with it, but I think between the divorce and moving to Utah, just no opportunity. There, there was no opportunity. Yeah. But um, anyway, I think out of everything you'd chosen, I would have stayed with that one the most. <laughs> yeah, she, surprisingly, Lauren was the star. I mean, just it was just you picked it, and you were so talented at it. Is what I meant. It's just it's amazing how something so unusual become such a talent you know it's something I still kind of do today yeah I wish like you just didn't have enough training you yeah. only had a year and a half of training and then we moved and we didn't have anybody around here but who... I got to go to the junior olympics yeah you so... did go to the junior olympics and technically for we qualified the second one before I moved again yeah you, you did we she was if we would have stayed she would have gone to the junior olympics again so, um, but my favorite thing was going to parades with her with baton. Just me and her. We spent so much time together with your baton. <laughs> <laughs> me, mom, and the baton. Well, and I, I got to I got to walk in the parades, and so I got to be so darn proud as my daughter's twirling along as I walked along on the side of the parade. Little did you know, the angsty teenage years are just around the bend. <laughs> So you, we got to do a lot of parades, and so while we were in Florida, we didn't. Did, didn't we do Mardi Gras, or is that in my head? I don't no, even know. No, we didn't do Mardi Gras. We did Gras. like one. No, we there was. We did it twice. There's a parade in in Tampa Bay, which is a pirates parades parade. Because that's right. So I remember like having like one very like 
and they do it every year. Parade. They do like, like like four parades during this time. It's a lot like Mardi Gras, and uh, because the pirates used to be in the bay, that used That's to be right. a pirate bay. And so it's really, really fun. And Lauren marched twice, one year and then the next year in, in the children's parade. So that was really fun. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so beautiful. It's along the bay, the Tampa Bay, along the pretty buildings and on that road. It's just gorgeous. A blast. As mom was talking about Vuitton, I just remember like she used to like do my hair and put it up and then uh-huh. I kind of remember like I think both of us like so we love Halloween. Yeah. So that's something my mom and I do is like around the holidays it's like we watch like the holiday themed movie like all that month. So on Halloween like during October we're watching all the Halloween movies. December we're watching all like the Christmas movies. November I'm not quite sure what we watch. We watch stuff. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um, but she, we also put like when I was little, we put like, a lot of dedication to our like my costume and stuff, and so I always had that's, to, that was one of my favorite things too yeah. was was getting my kids all dressed up for Halloween. And so I always had like the coolest costumes. Mm-hmm. Like one year we did like a disco diva, another year I was like Cleopatra. One year, like I think the year before I was Cleopatra, um, my grandmother had went to Thailand and she brought back like the traditional garb, mm-hmm. and so I got to wear like some of like, the cool little Thailand clothing. But the year we were in Florida when I was trolling baton, we found this really cool like. Prom, prom dress thing for like a, for five bucks it was a forty dollar costume and it was a dead prom queen outfit I and, and I got extra row. I got her a crown I got her um flowers it was just one year honey yeah it was your last year there. no because I wore it the next year as the corpse bride because no that was here yeah well right. yeah but it was still like I but wore the costume in Florida. Twice. yeah and I'm and we changed it up I, yeah I made you a headdress like the corpse brides and stuff so yeah, that was, and you won a competition mm-hmm. in that outfit. But my favorite still was the rag doll that we oh, did. Oh, that was so cool. Oh my gosh, that was you as a rag doll. You were amazing as yeah. that. So. I think I can like almost trace back to like, one year I was Cinderella. Well, there was a baby, you dressed all the babies up as lions. Okay, you were a Cinderella when we were in Alaska, Alaska. And I bought a big Cinderella dress so you could wear it over your snowsuit because it was <laughs> six feet deep of snow outside and you trick-or-treated on Halloween in, in just a s- snow paradise. It was yucky. My least... I, it's funny is like when you're little you have like these vague memories, Mom. So I just remember thinking like like the snow was like as tall as me. But like, Oh, it was back, over your head. It was taller yeah. than my head. Which is true. Like that, like that's a lot. But like looking back, I was like, you know, probably now like, you know, about five, seven-ish, how tall I am. Like the snow would not be as intimidating as like I was as a child. Because like you guys would dress me up. I'd go outside. I'd play around a bit. I'd get stuck. I want to go back in. <laughs> and so... Yeah. So, so I put that dress over your your snowsuit and that's when you were Cinderella yeah and then the year after that that's when I was so we went from Alaska to Florida didn't we no Alaska to Colorado Kansas nope Colorado no wait a minute Colorado to Kansas yes so Colorado Springs to Alaska and then Alaska to and then Kansas I was in the Thailand outfit and then Florida we did the disco diva we did then the prom I remember that disco diva that was cool with the cool Uh wig and then we did the prom Zombie, I don't remember what else. And then did. the year after we did the corpse bride, so we were only there, we were only in Florida for two years. We were there for three years. Were we really? Yeah. So I don't Maybe remember. we did the corpse bride like. I don't. I don't. I'm. I'm. I think we did year. the corpse bride. I think we did like we did prom and then we did corpse bride because the movie had come out there. But the time. corpse bride was here. No, because here by by here I was in fifth grade and my fifth grade I dressed up. One year I was Luna Lovegood. I remember okay. that. 
So maybe it was the Corpse Bride in Florida. And then I think we did the Ragdoll. So. So, so together. Yeah, yeah. Back to back to the stuff. Um, do you have any other fun memories, Mom? Um. Oh, there's so many. Those were some good ones, though. My well, when when we got divorced, we moved here. My daughter, um, really needed my time, and so I gave it to her. And she just loved me putting her to bed. I, <laughs> I was good at putting all my kids to bed. She was. It was like a cute little, so, like, every so night. She was like wasn't the only one again, who I was good. I spent always lots of time putting my kids to bed. No, my, my poor mother. Um, My whole life, it was really hard when I met, I was in junior high, when she, like. <laughs> I was I was like, okay, I'm sort of done putting you to bed now. And now that, like, I'm off to college. you're in junior high. Now I'm off to college, she's like, hi, I'm like, get out. <laughs> well, see, what I do we is switched. I, you know, tickle them and tease them and she we used to go over tongue twisters together tongue twisters and, and she'd read, sing to me and read, read books it was like do, almost like an hour-long production <laughs> like yeah it, well it was it was an hour-long production <laughs> that's why in junior high i was like can we can we maybe not do this anymore and you didn't want me to stop <laughs> hey i admit i love attention so, and I was getting all the attention. So. <laughs> all right. Okay. This is a long podcast or vlogcast, so. Yeah, it is long. Um, but that's okay because generally people listen to podcasts. They're usually doing other stuff anyways. But, so I think that's about it. Mom, thank you for being on the season finale of The We. Hopefully, maybe if we like people start subscribing, we'll come back next time. <laughs> maybe not. But I actually have enjoyed this experience. And so, Mom. Yes. Usually we do for our sign out is you experienced this last Sunday, the you are loved and we do three claps. Okay. So is it the claps first? No, it goes you are loved. One, two, three. Okay. Okay, ready? Yeah. You, you are, are loved. loved.